You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. A look at ISIS online community, possibilities and limitations of social media as sources of intelligence. Microsoft addresses flash player issues in IE and Edge national cyber laws and policies considered, and industry analysts forecast a very big 2016 for cybersecurity. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, December 30th, 2015. Officials in the U.S. and U.K. continue to warn of ISIS intentions to attack critical infrastructure, even as they deprecate the caliphate's technical capabilities to do so. ISIS remains far more active in social media than elsewhere in the cyber domain. War on the Rocks has an account of ISIS Twitter usage. It's the familiar story of a factitious community's appeal to the disaffected. Recruits find fellowship and transcendence as they're drawn into ISIS chatter. Prosecutions of ISIS adherents in London and Texas highlight both the possibilities and limitations of monitoring social media for clues to terrorist activity. Such monitoring is proving useful in investigation and prosecution, but when authorities attempt prediction, the signal-to-noise ratio is frustratingly low. New accounts of U.S. intelligence collection against foreign targets appear. The most recent cases under discussion involve monitoring Israeli official communications during nuclear negotiations with Iran. The operations are said to have had collateral collection of U.S. parties to electronic conversations, notably some members of Congress, as their side effect. The Wall Street Journal provides historical context, describing Cold War rules that continue to govern aspects of foreign intelligence collection. Windows 10's recovery feature sends user encryption keys back to Microsoft. Several observers offer suggestions for working around what's generally unwelcome functionality. Devotees of Apple mobile devices continue to enjoy the safety of the company's app store, but some users are bypassing those protections, even with non-jailbroken iOS devices, downloading unvetted apps from rogue marketplaces using what Proofpoint calls dark side loaders. Microsoft has issued an emergency advisory for Edge and Internet Explorer that addresses vulnerabilities recently discovered in Adobe Flash Player. In industry news, FBR Capital forecasts very high demand for cybersecurity products and services in 2016. It also foresees a wave of mergers and acquisitions in the sector. U.S. cyber legislation remains controversial as its implications are digested. India deliberates information sharing and Internet sovereignty. Businesses worldwide consider the effects of China's new security laws. 
But when it comes to baked-in surveillance, no government on Earth can hold a candle to North Korea's Red Star operating system. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use. With zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Joining me now is Andre Protas. He's the technical director of the security research team at CyberPoint International. Andre, I want to talk about uh, DDoS attacks. So let's just start with the basics. Uh, What does DDoS stand for? Um, And uh, how do I know if a DDoS attack is happening? Uh, Distributed denial of service. Um, Generally, a DDoS attack is when multiple nodes will attack one single node. Um, and try to exhaust that node's resources. Um, so that exhaustion can be either like a memory or resource exhaustion. So um, doing a lot of requests for the same web page, that might take a long time to load, or it might just be simple bandwidth exhaustion. And the idea of a DDoS is that uh, it's coming from so many different IP addresses and different locations that you can't just simply block one IP address and then not have the attack continue. Uh, because it comes from a lot of different locations, it's kind of like a death by a thousand cuts. Are there ways to mitigate that sort of attack? Um, the most common uh, DDoS that is really out there uh, is one that's for web servers. So uh, somebody wants to take down um, yahoo.com or uh, one of the major uh, websites. Uh, what they'll do is a DDoS and they'll have a bunch of different nodes, whether they're people firing up software or they're a botnet or uh, one of these other you know large node systems. Uh, they're going to start exhausting the resources of that site by making very large requests to that web server. Um, so what a lot of people will do is they'll use uh, content distribution networks, CDNs for short. Um, there's a couple example companies like Cloudflare um, that would do that. And what that does is it, it no longer puts your, – your website is not being served by one single node now. It's almost distributed in itself. 
So when people go to yahoo.com, they're not actually going to Yahoo server. They're going to, you know, an Akamai server in the UK if they're nearby, or they're going to a Cloudflare server near in San Francisco if that's where they're at. Um, so it pushes the content out on the web so that um, it kind of fights distribution with distribution. And so how, how do DDoS attacks end? Do, does, is, it a, is it a matter of the attacker giving up or moving on to, to a different target? Yeah, generally. So they just get bored and walk away. Um, sometimes they might get caught. So whenever they're actively attacking, um, there's always that threat that they might get caught themselves. They're the ones that are issuing commands. Uh, so they might, you know, close the attack so that they kind of close their exposure. So help me understand, how does a DDoS attacker organize themselves to be able to come at you from so many different directions? Yeah, generally for those uh, single attacker uh, with multiple nodes is a botnet. So they'll they'll harvest a, a whole net network of bots, uh, either by going after vulnerable websites or doing drive-by exploitation and basic malware installation. Um, so they can get up to, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 nodes pretty easily um, and then create those different networks and then, you know, task them all, you know, on Thursday next week, I want you all to go attack a certain website. Fondre Protus, Technical Director of the Security Research Team at CyberPoint International. Thanks once again for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the CyberWire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.